Western Kentucky wrap-up. We got a new sponsor, and I'm pretty sure that movie Rudy was full of shit. All that and more next on Dot in the Eye with Davis and Chad. What's up, Buckeye Nation, and welcome back to Dotting the Eye with Davis and Chad. And we are coming to you on Notre Dame week, and also after a nice victory, 63-10 over the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers last weekend. Um, we've had a ton going on this week, uh, you know, within our personal lives, so we haven't got a chance to do really like a post game. But we're combining them both today. We're going to talk about Western Kentucky. We're going to talk about Notre Dame, and uh, I'm pretty pumped for this weekend, Davis. We're talking primetime football, baby. What do you say? Yeah, this is the first time that um, as the the week is building up, I'm getting nervous. Um, This is a legitimate matchup, and this is one that feels a little different this year than I expected it to. Uh, This is one that obviously, you know, we had circled at the beginning of the year. But after seeing the way we played the first couple weeks, um, I was not really looking forward to this weekend. Uh, Luckily, we seem to turn some things around, and I mean take it with a grain of salt based upon our uh, on our opponent, but um, I finally saw some things that gave me a lot more hope for this upcoming weekend. I mean, I may have hope, but I'm still not happy about it. I'm not looking forward to it. You said like, oh, I feel a little bit better. I don't feel better about it. I never feel well, better why, about it. Well, I know you're more the pessimist and no, I'm no, more the optimist no. when it comes to it. What do tell you mean? Me if no. I'm wrong here. Tell me if I'm wrong. No, you're right about we, that, but tell me if I'm we're wrong. wrong. <laughs> you're the pessimist. Every time something weird happens in a game, Okay. every time something weird happens and what I mean by weird is like there's a cancer survivor on the field. There's a, you know, some kind of weird thing. Somebody's dad met him for the first every time there's something weird. We end up losing a football game. So what's weird? Dude, they're breaking out the green unis, bub. They're breaking out the green unis. Oh, that's no. Sorry, that's not superstitious. I'm that's not weird enough. I know. I just don't like it, dude. Whenever something changes, it's like, oh, okay, they brought out the little green unis, wonderful, great grand. Did you see what they did? Did you see the video? I did not. They did it like Jerry Maguire, where like uh, they called the coach. You know, one of the players calls the coach, and he's like, coach. You know, they do it just like Jerry Maguire. He's like, show me the green uni, coach. And he's like in his office screaming it, like, show me the uni. You know what I mean? Like, and all the people in the Notre Dame hallway are like turning around, looking around. Um, so they made kind of like a little spectacle of it or whatever. But anyways, every time something changes, dude, I look. At, so let's put it this way for everybody out there in Buckeye Nation. You know, um, it's going to look a little weird with them green unis on uh, Saturday. I don't know, man. I mean, I don't think the uni change is really what is it's. And that's not that extra special thing that's going on in my. You ever opinion. had your ass kicked in a green uniform? Have you? I mean, not yet, but I mean, we got a couple <laughs> days. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the only video I saw was I saw something about, I think, you know, after seeing how Travion Henderson's running, all of a sudden the defense looked at the tape and then they showed the clip from Rudy where all the players kept coming into the coach coach's office and dropping their uniforms on the table. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there's a lot of, of good jokes this week, but in, in all seriousness, I am joking about the, the uniform, but there's something about this team, dude. And it's always it's always the way that they put it. You know how it is, man. Like, it's like when a field goal kicker's out there and they're like, 
This guy has not missed a field goal in his life ever. You know, for damn sure, he's going to shank the thing. He's yeah. going to shank it. <laughs> so is it bothering you? Is it bothering you that we've won the last five times against Notre Dame and they yes, haven't beat us since like 1930 something? Yes. The law of averages is not in our favor. Yes. Well, so we're going to get to that in a minute. Let, let's try to sum up this Western Kentucky game in a few minutes because I know we didn't get a chance to do a post game on it. But it's an important game to look at for a couple reasons. Uh, obviously, first of all, we saw the offense turn it around. Now, it wasn't right away. I mean, it was, what, 7-3 after the first quarter and 14-10 to 10 going into the second quarter about halfway through. And then, boom, all of a sudden, 28 straight points in, like, nine plays. And next thing you know, we're up 42-10 to 10 at the half. So that's the sign in, that I wanted to see. And it's not even just putting up the numbers, but seeing that, man, we can click on all cylinders like we have in the last couple years, and we can put up points in a, in a fury, in a heartbeat. I mean, yeah, but don't forget this, dude. First of all, I don't have anything really bad to say about the game, okay? I really don't. The only, I guess, really two bad things I could say is that I I still feel like our defensive ends are not getting enough pressure. I'm sorry. I just don't think they are. They're not getting home. They're not finishing. Um, and I think we're going to need that this Saturday versus Notre Dame. That's my number one. Number two, let's not forget something. The second quarter, yeah, we tore off a bunch of points. But let's not forget that Western Kentucky was going for it on every fourth down. If they'd have just played Tressa ball and kicked the ball when they should have on fourth down, the score would have probably been a little bit less. Could have been, potentially, yes. So that not also brings up— 100% it would have been, yes. We, well, we assume. I mean, maybe not, yes, scoring as quickly in that rapid fire, but still, I mean, we could have drove the ball. But I understand your point. But you bring up an interesting point, which is the other part of it that I was even more excited about, is that I don't think— you know, your average person looking in besides, you know, someone that knows more about football knows that Western Kentucky has a very prolific passing offense. I mean, they've uh, almost led college football over the last two, three years in passing yards and in passing touchdowns. And that's not easy to defend. And they have a, a veteran quarterback that's played a lot of years at Western Kentucky. He's an older, uh, older kid. He's been playing for a while. And what we did to their offense, we kept them to the least amount of yards that Western Kentucky's had over the last, you know, handful of years. We've kept them to the least amount of points they've had in the last handful of years. And I think there's a lot to say about that and the fact that, you know, they, they, I mean, last year and even in this year, they're averaging well over 40 points. and We kept them to 10 to 10 points. So that really gave me a lot more clarity that this defense wasn't just a flash in the pan the first couple games. I think they're a lot more legit than people are giving them credit for. Yeah, I got I to gotta agree. I feel like everyone stepped their game up so far. And I think Jim Knowles probably deserves an apology from half a Buckeye Nation for as much as he got ragged on this offseason. Um, but he has definitely improved the defense 100%. Honestly, I never thought that I'd be saying that the offense was kind of my – concern between the two sides but it kind of is at this point um but it still looked better versus western kentucky play calling was great they turned it up a notch uh you know they did um mccord looked better passing the ball uh it looked like he had better timing uh better like in sync with with his uh throws and i really enjoyed that as well i'm just hoping that he can build on this a little bit more coming into this week versus uh, notre dame yeah, so he, he looked more comfortable, and how much of that is, you know, this is game three now for him this season, and how much of that is 
the weight off his shoulders now that he's been named the starter, you know, and not having to look over his shoulder and knowing that, you know, in practice he's getting all the one reps. Um, he's not having to worry about making a mistake because he did make a mistake in this game. I mean, he double clutched, triple clutched on a ball that he probably should have thrown to Marv down the field and instead took a sack and fumbled the ball. But the good news is he turned that right back around and came out and played really good football for the rest of the way. I mean, he only had four incompletions on the day, threw three touchdowns, threw for three for over 300 yards. And, I mean, given, again, take it with a grain of salt because Western Kentucky's defense is not good. But you saw a lot more consistency, and he looked a lot more comfortable with what he was doing. And I'd also like to give a nod to um, the offensive line. Again, Western Kentucky's defense, not great, but they definitely showed a lot of improvement. And I also think it showed in the run game as well, because Trey was able to break a few. Um, uh, Chip was able to break one. I mean, overall, the the entire offensive game plan looks so much better now doing that this week against Notre Dame is going to be the true test of, hey, was that just because of the opponent? Or have we really started to get some things that are working together that are clicking? It's really hard to tell with the the level of a competition that we've had so far. You know, I'm glad that the offensive line looked better this week than they had in previous weeks. But still, I mean, you're talking about uh, no matter what, when you're talking about the difference between Ohio State, Notre Dame, USC, you know, versus a Western Kentucky, the level of talent is such a difference there that I really think that even an average to below average offensive line uh, for one of these big schools is going to completely dominate Western Kentucky. Um, I just feel like that for the most part. So I think this week is going to be the true test. You know, uh, where do we really stand? And I think we're going to find that out on Saturday, man. And you know what? You know, it's got me nervous in a good nervous, but still nervous. All right, so let's go ahead and get into the Notre Dame game. I don't think we need to spend much more time on Western Kentucky other than the fact that, yes, we saw the offense improve, and I think the defense helped to solidify that, you know, especially at least in uh, pass defense, that we're pretty good. Now, in rush defense, statistically, we're really good too, but, you know, Western Kentucky didn't run the ball that much. And I mean, there's still a few things on defense that we need to tighten up and improve. But overall, um, it's got me feeling a lot more confident coming into this game. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'll tell you what, we better be good on the uh, rush defense because uh, they got a back at Notre Dame who's uh, averaging 8.3 yards a carry. And um, you know what I mean? I think Notre Dame, um, as much as I'm an Ohio State fan, um, you know, they're going to give us all we want, man. This is going to be the test right here. Like you said, this is the one we've had circled. This is the one that is kind of like the baseline for where we are for the rest of the season. Um, I think we're going to learn everything we want to learn and more about this team on Saturday, man. You agree? I do. So before we get into this, I want to give you another reminder. um, And I know we got a new sponsor plug to do. But um, we are having our first ever live episode, and that's on October 14th. That will be at uh, Turtle Creek Tavern in Columbus, Ohio. Um, that's going to be for the Ohio state at Purdue game. As of right now, we're still assuming it's a noon game. So once we have that, that exact detail, we will give you all the information you need, but go ahead and mark that down on your calendar. Uh, October 14th live episode with Davis and Chad. Absolutely, man. I can't wait to see everybody out there. See your little smiling faces. All right. Come see us. We got some prize prizes to give away and, um, Davis will be there buying beer for everyone. Anyway, that's a hard pass. I thought I'd try to sneak pass. it in. I thought I'd try to slide no. one under the door. You know what I mean? No, I'm not going to do that. 
I will be there with uh, just enough cash to cover my own tab. I hear that. Um, okay, so let's get into Notre Dame here real quick, and then uh, we'll talk about our new sponsor here in just a second. Sure. Um, so Notre Dame, we've already talked about little elves running around and stuff, little leprechauns. Um, elves? Whatever they are. Who cares? Let's <laughs> <laughs> say Christmas. Um, here's here's my biggest concern. I'm gonna give you my synopsis, dude. Then you give me yours. Okay. It's only Comicourt's second road game as a starter, as the starter. Okay. And we're going to South Bend at night with all these little leprechauns running around. Green jerseys on the field. The fans are gonna be wild. I think that we are going to struggle a little bit in the first half. That's my synopsis. Okay, I think maybe it's even possible we may even be trailing at halftime. Then I believe we're going to turn it on, we're going to settle down, and I believe we're going to win this football game. But I still think we're going to go through a little bit of growing pains on the road with a brand new quarterback on primetime television. Um, I really do think this is going to be the best test that we have until we face Penn State. Um, so I'm really looking forward to it, dude. I really think, uh, you know, the key to this game uh, t- to me is going to be in the trenches, man. And I think if we can win, just like we talked about versus Western Kentucky, if we can win the battle in the trenches, offensive line wise and defensive line wise, put some pressure on the quarterback, keep our run game going strong in the trenches, then I really think we got a good chance of winning this football game. Yeah. If you remember last year, I mean, obviously, you know, we had, it was first game of the season, so it was a little bit of a struggle. But we were trailing at the fir- uh, after the first half last year at home, and then ended up turning around a little bit in the second half, but still only won by 11. So I don't know how much you take what happened last year to what's going to happen this year, because to be perfectly honest, both these teams are completely different. I say no, and I take zero. Yeah, and we're not playing first game of the season, so you know some of these teams have uh, both teams have already had an opportunity to establish, you know some continuity and, you know, get some of these new players, some of these reps to try to get them comfortable. But essentially you you almost can't even take anything. What happened last year, what's going to happen this year. It's, it's so different. And think um, about this before you go on. We mentioned this before at the beginning of the season, when we had the quarterback battle, right? Notre Dame has a full other game under their belt that we don't have. And that's more reps. Can you imagine where Kyle McCord would be with yet another week of preparation before Notre Dame? Yeah. I, I hate saying it, but, you know, if this game goes south, I think we're really going to look back and see that this whole quarterback issue we had was mismanaged. I'm not going to say that we're starting the wrong person, but I'm going to say because it lingered and we didn't get whoever the number one guy was going to be, even if it was going to be Kyle regardless, uh, enough reps to be in better position to be successful in this game. So that's something we may have to look back and see. But let's go ahead and break down this game, first of all. From a from the point of our offense and their defense. Okay, where do you want to start? Um, I think the most important part of this game, aside of what you said, is winning in the trenches. Is going to be basically how does Kyle McCord handle this game? And it's still such a complete unknown because we have such a small, you know. A small area that, you know, a small sample size that we've been able to observe at this point. I mean, today, Junior. Well, I couldn't think of the word I wanted to say. 
Dude, you 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 realize that we keep recording these things at like 10 o'clock at night, and I got two young kids, so I'm exhausted. So you're lucky you're getting half you know half my brain working at this point. Well, I'm gonna tell you what I'm gonna do, bud. I'm gonna get on Amazon right now, and I'm gonna ship you a gigantic thing of Pixie Six, bud. And you take about six or seven of these suckers right before you get on. Up the nose or just normal? No, we snort these things. We don't. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. I mean, we're adults. How, how we're else? Adults. Yeah. How else do you do? How, how else do you eat pixie sticks? <laughs> I've never seen anyone. You know, it's like, ew, you eat those with your mouth? It's no. gross. <laughs> no, that's why my snot's blue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll all right, tell you man, what, it, it, it clears you out pretty good. Yeah, it does. Uh, yeah, but uh, I think a lot is gonna fall on comic court shoulders. And I think, you know, it's going to be very important that Ryan day sets up a game plan that he thinks Kyle can be successful with. And we've seen flashes that, I mean, yes, he can throw the ball. He's not been super accurate so far, um, but he, he's gotten a little bit better. So I'm not fully expecting a sling around the yard. Like, you know, he would expect Stroud to do type of game plan, but I think he can get creative enough to where, you know, he can let Kyle be successful while still, you know, trying to be aggressive, uh, picking your spots and definitely mixing up the play calls. But I think a lot really lies on how does Kyle McCord handle this? Is he going to be making good choices? Because not everything's always going to be there. Uh, when he has the opportunity, is he going to hit the open guy? And we don't need him to be C.J. Stroud in this game. We don't need him to be Justin Fields. We just need him to be efficient and take care of the ball is probably most important because I think our running game uh, can be good enough in this game to help take a lot of the load off of his shoulders. So I do also expect in this game that uh, we're definitely going to try to establish the run quite a bit. Um, I know we have a stable full of you know healthy, really quality running backs. Uh, the offensive line, hopefully, if they can get their push, like you know we're hoping they can, um, we can establish that. And then if we can kind of get whatever we want, then we can open up the playbook and Kyle can settle in and we can sling it around. And there's potential that this offense could play really well in this game. But I can also see it on the other end of the spectrum to where this offense could look like a complete dud like it did the first week. So and I'm really kind of at a loss, but I think a lot falls not just on the offensive line, but really how does Kyle McCord play this weekend? See, I don't. I think it all falls on the offensive line. And I'm I'm going to be honest because if the offensive line is trash, we're not running the ball. We're going to be in shotgun and we're going to be throwing the ball 35 times. And that's if a recipe, I guarantee you, if Kyle McCord has to throw it over 35, 40 times in this game, I'd say we're probably losing this game. And that's what I'm worried about, dude. This line, that's what I'm talking about. It's a question mark. It all starts there. If they can hold their own, man, and we get a, a running game established, and we got a good chance, man, looking for that 250-250 balance we always talk about. But I really think if the offensive line starts getting beat off the ball, man, I think we're in trouble. And I'll be honest with you. Like, that's why I'm saying the key to the game is the line. Yeah, so um, Notre Dame's defense is I, – I think they're good. Um, I think they're really well coached. I don't think they have any – big outstanding game records on, on you know on their defensive line um they have a couple decent corners uh, but i think if we were matching our defense to their defense we definitely have the stronger defense in this game but you know we also have a lot more inexperience in the offense uh especially with you know the quarterback and the line that that's what gives me more worry is that Notre Dame doesn't have to come have to come out and be a Georgia defense against us they just need to be sound and mix things up and 
you know, one stat that I did read is that Kyle McCord, um, he actually has some pretty good stats. However, he really, really struggles when he's been pressured and blitzed. And his numbers have gone way down to where he's almost like ranked 100th in the country in regards to like accuracy, percentage, yards per pass uh, when he's blitzed. And I guarantee Notre Dame knows that. So I'm expecting Notre Dame to bring all kinds of pressure and trying to, you know, confuse McCord. And it's just it's going to be very interesting what kind of game plan Ryan Day does, possibly anticipating that that's the defensive plan. Yeah, I think so. They got two really good linebackers there. Um, they got a uh, Kaiser. I think he's got like 26 total tackles on the season. And this guy, I can't forgive me if I pronounce his long, name wrong. I think it's Lou Fowl or Lou Fowl, uh, something like that. He's got 17 tackles. They got quite a bit of guys on here uh, with some tackles. So I expect that we have our work cut out for us. But um, like I said, I, I think it's going to come down to offensively anyways, the poise, like you said, of Kyle McCord, how does he handle this pressure? You know they're going to bring it. And how does our offensive line hold up? Because that's going to change the game plan, I think. I, I really do. And I really think that's the main key to the offense. Right. And I, I do know that Ryan Day's smart enough that he, if it, in-game adjustments, if he's seeing the offensive line is struggling, he can try to – I guarantee they have some plays and some packages – to where they can get a little more mobile or some screens and some things like that to try to loosen up the defense a little bit and get them off Kyle's back if that's kind of the route he's seeing. But yeah, you're right. I mean, of Puerto Rico. Oh, it, that one works every time. Yes, it does. It'll gain you at least a yard, <laughs> at least one yard. <laughs> but, you know, I, and I'm also looking forward to Travion Henderson finally stepping up and having himself a game. And I know a lot does still ride on that offensive line, but there's more creative ways to get um, Trey the ball than simply to hand it off to. And if you recall, you know, a lot in his freshman season, you know, those halfback passes, those little swing passes to the outside, I mean, he was deadly with those. And I can fully expect that, you know, if, if we can just get the ball to Trey a bunch, and I know Chip will come in too, um, but I really need Trey to have a big game this weekend. And I think he's another key part to this offense. Uh, definitely moving the ball. Absolutely. Well, Hey, let's, uh, let's switch sides of the ball. But before we do, we have a new sponsor. Um, we're pretty excited about it. Um, a guy that we actually went to high school with and grew up in the same neighborhood as us. Um, and started a company and it's called additional flavors. And what they do is, uh, they have all kind of different rubs, spices, everything you can imagine to doctor up your plain food at home um and and make it taste better dude and they sent uh me and davis both a care package uh, with a couple things to try um and i got the um the citrus breeze the uh bourbon boulevard and the cajun uh seasonings man and i what i did was i just took a bunch of chicken and grilled it up and put it on all three i put all three seasonings on each one phenomenal man phenomenal and we are excited about this partnership um like i said you're going to be able to see our stuff on theirs and their stuff on ours um, their website is www.additionalflavor.com, and um, you'll be able to uh, check out a link to theirs on our website as soon as we get it updated. But uh, we're we're really excited about this partnership, um, and it, I'm telling you, this stuff is amazing. So go go check it out. Yeah, right on. Definitely got the care package. Uh, we've just had stuff going on, so we've honestly have not had a chance to try it out yet. But uh, I definitely already um, 
have an idea of how we're going to use it. I mean, definitely the bourbon. I'm going to be putting on some burgers. Um, probably the Cajun and uh, the Breeze. I mean, that would be something that's really good on seafood. So, um, we we get you know we're pretty good at cooking in this house. I mean, we do steaks, we do burgers. Sometimes we do you know fish fillets and stuff like that. So, uh, I'm sure it will definitely get its use over the next handful of weeks. Absolutely, man. All right, buddy. Let's talk about it. The big D fence. (laughs) Listen, dude, just keep this is a family show. I'm not going to tell you again. I've been telling you for weeks. Are you talking to yourself in the mirror right now? I don't know. All right, man. Defensively, man. What what do you think? What do you think happens this game, man? What do you think the key is out of this defense? So everyone is so enamored by Sam Hartman. And rightfully so, to an extent. I mean, obviously, he's well-established. He's been playing college football for 15 years. Um, He's been here forever. He's well-experienced. He's a very accurate thrower. Um, So far for the first four games of Notre Dame season, uh, I mean, he's got like 13 touchdowns, zero interceptions. He's already thrown for over 1,000 yards. I mean, he looks the part. He's dark and mysterious, and he's got a beard. He's got a beard. He's got long, long flowing locks. I mean— you know, he's like a superhero. And I know that Notre Dame is so excited to have him because he's probably the best quarterback they've had since Brady Quinn. You know, it's been almost a couple decades and they've been waiting on a really good quarterback that they feel can take him over the top because Notre Dame has had, you know, and the fans and anyone that knows Notre Dame will tell you that, you know, they understand that they underperform in big games. Well, this is a big game opportunity for them. And I know that Notre Dame is not only excited, but I think they're really confident coming into this game. Not just what they've seen with Notre Dame, but what they've seen with Ohio State leading up to this game. So everyone is all focused around Sam Hartman. And rightfully so, like I said. But I really believe in this defense, especially after what I saw them do to Western Kentucky's passing game, that I think, you know, and Notre Dame has not faced, uh, you know, a difficult team yet, especially a team that has a legitimate defense, that this is going to be a completely different game than what you guys have seen or what anyone's seen with Notre Dame the first four weeks. Um, I think it's probably going to be difficult on both sides of the ball for Ohio State's offense and Notre Dame's offense, to be honest with you. Um, the situation more for for Ohio State and the lack of ex- experience and on Notre Dame side just going against what I think is in my opinion a top five defense in the country so I'm expecting there to be a lot more adversity and I'm finally seeing a game that I believe the defense is finally going to start getting home like we have wanted to see this year um Notre Dame has a good offensive line they have a really good tackle that I think is going to be almost like a first round draft pick I forget his name but other than that, I mean, they have some weaknesses, especially on the interior of their offensive line. And our biggest strength so far with our defensive line is the interior part of our defensive line. And, I mean, you're talking Mike Hall and Tyleek Williams. I mean, I, I would not be surprised at all if you finally see, you know, a 3-4-5 sack game in this game. Um, I have a lot of confidence in, in Denzel Burke and Igbenosin. Um, Sonny Styles, I assume, is going to play a lot more in this game than he did last game. He, him flying around. Uh, you have Josh Proctor, you know, that is finally playing up to the level that we always hoped he would. Um, I just, you know, and then our linebackers. I trust our linebackers probably more than I trust any, you know, position group on our team. So 
I really expect our defense to step up and make things incredibly difficult for Notre Dame. And even though I know they're averaging over 40 points a game, I'm not seeing that being a possibility this weekend. Well, I'm just telling you this much right now. I think this is going to be the most balanced team we've seen. Um, You know, Western Kentucky obviously was a passing team. Um, You know, we've had some – we played other teams so far this year. I think Indiana is more of a running team. Um, But this team is really balanced. And that's kind of the scary part of them, man. If you think about it, man, you know, their leading rusher, um, I think his name's S Time or S Team, however S- you want to pronounce uh, it. Oh, gosh. Uh, S D. Oh, my gosh. I, I was Estime? literally reading it. Estime? Estime? Yeah. Estime. Estime. Okay. Estime. Estime. Dude, 63 carries, 521 yards. Just to give everybody out there in Buckeye Nation a reference, our top rusher is Travion Henderson with 30 carries and 191 yards. He is triple that. Triple that on double the carries. So um, he's killing it. Got five touchdowns. On top of that, dude, Hartman's thrown for 13 TDs already this year. I mean, they're a pretty balanced attack. They can come at you from different ways. And I really think this is going to be the biggest test, man, right here. I hope Eichenberg's ready to play, bud. That's all I got to say. Because um, I think they're going to do both on us. I don't think it's going to be like uh, we stop the run and then they can pass on us or we stop the pass and they got to run it on us. I think they're going to be a very balanced attack. I think they're going to test us every way that we can be tested. Um, and I really think that our defensive backs, I believe, at this point in time of the year, are ready for it, dude. I just my, – my inkling is can we stop the run. That That's that's where I'm thinking yeah. it's at, man. Yeah, and I would favor more towards yes. I mean, obviously the reason why Estime has such those big numbers is because he's the primary back, and they've played an extra game. Um, if Trey had played four games and he was mainly the primary guy and they weren't constantly changing it off to Chip or someone else, I mean, I feel like the numbers would be similar. I'm not taking anything away from Estime. I think he's a really good running back. Heck, he might be one of the best running backs in the, in the country. Um, yeah, I've maybe. seen several of his highlights. I mean, he's a big boy. He's hard to get down. Uh, he sees the field well. Um, but he they also have not gone against the defensive front, especially our line, um, this season. And like anything else, just like I'm telling you that I assume with our offense, you know, I think our offense is going to take a step back just because we're going to be playing a much better defense in the likelihood the same thing's going to happen for Notre Dame's offense. And if you remember, last, you know, Sam Hartman, even though I know he's looked really good so far, he has had issues turning the ball over when he played for Wake Forest, especially against better teams. And it's there's several games last year where he threw multiple interceptions in one game. Yeah, but game. they didn't have green they didn't have green uniforms, bud. No, they didn't. They had they had black and maybe what is what, what is Wake Forest? Black and white black and a little and bit gold. of yellow. Black and goldish. Black yeah. and gold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying that this is. This is going to be such an interesting game, and it's interesting for two reasons. One is because, you know, it's still early enough in the year, and especially with Ohio State that, you know, I don't feel like we have our finished product yet. I don't really know what to expect. I mean, I'm I'm kind of coming into this game a little bit blind, a little bit, you know, like what Ohio State's going to show up. I mean, we saw a glimpse of what we can do. The beginning of the, Was the beginning of the season more just us getting our feet underneath us? Or was that more of what we might expect against better competition? Like, I have no idea. You know, maybe those first couple games, we don't see that the rest of the year. I honestly don't know. Um, The only thing that I feel like has been consistent at all has been the defense. But again, they haven't really played a prolific offense yet. 
you know, yeah. uh, at least I'm, you know, passing and running. So it, a lot of this game is just I'm not really sure what's going to happen. But I think the other interesting part of this game is that this might be one of the, the few matchups that we've seen so far in the first three or four weeks of the season where these are two teams that literally probably could be in the CFP at the end of the year. And I don't know how you feel about it, but, you know, I've kind of gone back and forth since this isn't really a conference game. If Ohio State were to lose this game, would you still feel that everything is still in front of Ohio State or vice versa? If Notre Dame loses this game, do you still feel like everything is still in front of Notre Dame to get to the CFP uh, moving forward? I do not. On which end? For both teams? Yes. Uh So So lose and you're out. No, I'm saying lose and you have one hell of a road to try to get in. Right, I understand that, but I'm saying I'm not saying everything. This game, even it. though it's important for the winner, I don't think it's a death sentence for the loser. I do it. Well, I, it's not a death sentence, but I, what I'm saying is though you're talking about going from a 80 to 100 percent chance, you know what I mean, of getting into the playoffs down to a 20 percent chance of getting into the playoffs. Um, you know, because if Notre Dame keeps winning out, you know, obviously they've kicked your ass or vice versa. You know what I mean? At the same point in time, we still got Penn State to play, still got Michigan to play. And those teams look great so far. On top and those of that, are going to be great resume builders and winning yep. the Big Ten with only one loss being to a highly ranked Notre Dame team. I mean, I feel like you exactly. still have everything in front of you. And you but you still got Georgia out there and you've still got Texas, who's surprising people. Um, that's that's hanging around up there. What I'm saying is, dude, there's a lot there's a lot of people that haven't lost yet up there with some pretty well, good. It's still good early resume. in the season, but I understand. But I'm you just saying, I I guess all I'm saying is, you know, Buckeye Nation, like this isn't a do or die game. Now, do we want to treat it that way? Yes. Do you want the players to believe that? Yes. You know, we want them coming out and trying like hell to win this game. And I'm not saying that we won't, but. If things don't work out in our favor, it's not the end of the season and we pack it in. I don't I mean, want to lose ever again. I understand that, but odds are it's going to happen. I mean, we've, Listen, we've only been unbeaten one time in the last 10 years. You can take that negative garbage. And that time that we were unbeaten. I don't want to lose no more. And that time we were unbeaten, we were on probation for the postseason. and We didn't even get to go to a bowl game. That's but true. we've only been unbeaten once in the last 10 years. It's... Odds are we're going to take an L somewhere. So all I'm saying, and I'm not saying I want to at all, but if we absolutely have to take an L, as long as this is a close game, this would be the best circumstance in my opinion because then the Big Ten is still in front of you, and if you beat uh, Penn State and Michigan and win the Big Ten with one loss at a close close game at Notre Dame, I don't see how they leave you out. I mean, it could be it could be the best scenario. I don't know. I'd have to work it out. Um, I thought also maybe losing to Penn State could also be, you know, a decent eh, scenario. I, I don't know. I, I We really don't want to talk the doomsday scenario. I mean, we're going to hope we win this says game. Who? I mean, I like them. to talk every scenario, bud. Well, you know what I, I do, let, man. I don't want to talk. I don't want to accidentally talk it into existence. Like, let's it's, keep it more positive. Since, since, by the way, here I was, dude, minding my own business. I'm like frolicking through the meadows, like enjoying myself. And here you go. Okay, you come in here and you just dangle a little CFP conversation right in front of me. Expect me not to grab it. Next thing I know, I'm rolling down the side of a hill with no shirt on, getting tore up by rocks. 
that's about how I feel. You know what I mean? Like you, you surprised it on me. Do you jumped it on me? I'm not ready to talk CFP, but here you are. Thanks for that. <laughs> Very vivid, imagine, imaginative memory lane you just took us down, well, or whatever that am, was. Bud. That's who I am. You know, sometimes it, you're like you're like Bob Ross with the way that you explain your circumstances, and I mean that as a compliment, but not really. I appreciate that, but did you for one second at least picture me rolling down the hill with no shirt Every, on? The second you said sh- no shirt on, that's exactly where my head went. <laughs> All right, and I'm man, just well, sitting there thinking, dude, I mean, you better hope it's not in the summer because you're going to need some suntan lotion. You're not lying, dude. I can get you don't tan. covered in dirt. Yeah, <laughs> you don't you don't tan, dude. You're Irish. <laughs> All right, man, let's get in these prop bets here. Oh, the dreaded prop bets this year. Dreaded? They have, they I'm have, enjoying them thoroughly. I, finally. I, be, I mean, this is the first time ever that you've. Been doing well. So through three games, you have won seven. I've won two. So I'm in a pretty deep hole so far. I'm. At, it's not over yet. I mean, there's still a lot of weeks. But since there's only three prop bets each week, I need to start winning them. At least start winning some weeks back against you ASAP. Or I need a. I need a three and O week. I mean, I was only down by a couple, and then you swept me last week. So I'm in a pretty big hole right now. Sweep the leg. Yeah. Yeah. So I. And that's the funny thing is because, you know, I don't know how much last year really you were just giving in because we would argue too much about it or how much you didn't really believe in your picks. I mean, I'm sure you'll say that. But this year, once you've gotten this lead, every time I have a bet, it's like you will not budge unless you are 100 percent feeling it. And I feel like I'm now the one that is being like, fine, I'll just go with this one. Well, one of us was standing on a street corner. And what you don't know is this, bud. When we got up to do the first prop bets in that morning, I put a headband on, dude. I had some, like, Miyagi music playing in the background. I did some, like, you know, some stretches and stuff. I put some eye black on. I was ready, dude. I'm ready for game time. I'm, I'm just letting you know right now. That's why That's why you're getting this, bud. You're getting this. I stood on the street corner, and this time it's going to be you. So it is looking like that so far. However, <laughs> I feel pretty confident that you will blow this somehow. Oh, for sure, bud. Who are we talking about? Let's just make this clear out there to Buckeye Nation, okay? I'm talking crap because it's my time, okay? But sooner or later, I'm going to lose this. I just want to make that clear. <laughs> well, you, you've built a big enough lead that, uh, I mean, if if you keep winning a couple more weeks, this may be unobtainable for me halfway through the season. So I need to start turning <laughs> this around fast. All right, so here's what we finally settled on. Um, does Sam Hartman throw an interception? Or I guess really the question we were asking is, will we pick off Sam Hartman? Uh, I said yes, and you said no. Um, Ohio State, will we finally get more than two sacks? Will we get three or more in this game? And I said yes, you think two or less, so you said no. And then finally, Kyle McCord TD passes. Uh, we said the over under at two and a half, and I said under. I think he'll throw two or less. You said over, and my reasoning for that one is not because I don't think Kyle may not play well. I just think that our running backs are going to play a big role in this game. That's my belief. But I also may lose this bet <laughs> pretty early on. Actually, the interception one, um, I get to wait till the entirety of the game to see if Sam Hartman throws a pick, but mm. – um, I guess we'll we'll wait and see. Um, yeah. I think we we 
I don't know if we ever really fully established our confidence level coming to this game. So before before you give me your score prediction, I want you to kind of give me your confidence level in regards to uh, not just winning, but feeling like they're actually going to come out and play a good game. Because, I mean, they, they could come out and play like they did against Georgia, and I'll be proud of that. You know, I'll be okay with that, even if it wasn't enough. Or... Um, or or are you worried that – so just what's your confidence level coming into this game? Six out of ten. And the reason for that is just that, like you, you've already stated, the unknown. We don't know. We haven't had that many weeks yet. It's early in the season. Even if we'd played another game with, with Common Core, I'd probably still be here. Um, I, I'm still looking for the true identity of this team offensively. Um, and, and honestly, the defense has been tested somewhat, but not tested to this magnitude. Um, so I think there's a lot of questions marks there and I'm, I'm not fully and dude, it's on the road at night on national television, like all that added together. I'm about a six to 10. Um, I will go with a 6.5. I'm oh, very you always similar. You to do me by 0.5. Don't, is that what it is? All right, I'll round up to seven. Will that make you feel better? <laughs> um, I, I have some confidence, and I think a lot of my confidence is coming from my belief in the defense. I mean, it, I'll, I, if I have to die on that hill, I will. But I really believe this defense is for real this year. I really feel like they will step up, especially against a team like Notre Dame, and they will make things incredibly difficult which means you know the offense doesn't have to be clicking on all cylinders to win a game. I I said it before in previous episodes, I think the defense will win us some games this year and I think this might be the first one where the defense may win us the game. So, my confidence level is about a 6 and a half or a 7 mainly because I have that much faith in the defense and the rest of the question marks are coming on offense. Okay, well then give me a score. Mr. 6.5 confidence. So, I think that the first team to 30 wins this game. Um, I agree that I do not think it's going to be a super high-scoring game on either end. Um, I think points are going to be difficult to come by, and it's going to be important that when you get into the red zone, you're scoring seven, not three. And I think that's ultimately going to be the difference, is that when we get into the red zone, we're going to have more TDs than we do have field goals. And Notre Dame, it's going to be the other way around. I feel like Both these teams are going to have similar um, total yards in the game, uh, a lot of similar stats, but it's going to come down to red zone. So I'm going to go Ohio State 31, Notre Dame 27. Wow, that is so similar to mine. It's unreal. Um, I feel very closely to the way that you do. Like I said, I feel like Common Core is going to take a minute to settle down in this game. Ultimately, he will, but, you know, I'm not going to freak out if he makes a couple of mistakes here in the first quarter. Or even, you know, the first part of the second quarter. Um, I think ultimately the Buckeyes get it together. Um, I think that Ryan Day is going to focus a lot on a balanced game plan like he usually does. Um, I see the defense playing well. And I see this game coming down to one score. And I see this game coming down to one score in the fourth quarter. I think we're going to have a nail bite on our hands. I really do. That's how I feel about it. Um, I'm calling uh, 34-28 bucks. Nice. Yeah, so we're we're in the same ballpark now. As a caveat here, we we could be completely wrong, and and way wrong in either direction. Yeah, I mean there there's a possibility that we come out and we beat 
Notre Dame by 17. And there's a way that we come out and we lose to Notre Dame by 10 to 14 points. Like all of these possibilities can happen just because we've seen the different variations of Ohio State's offense. The only consistent thing that we've seen is Notre Dame's offense has been fairly consistent and our defense has. So, you know, I think a lot is still riding. Like I said, the key factor is what is Ohio State's offense going to do? Can it outperform what Notre Dame can do against our defense? And if the answer is yes, then there's our, you know, four to six to eight point win. If it's not, then Notre Dame might be able to handle us fairly easily if our if our offense struggles. So that's kind of where I, I feel like the key of this game is going to happen. I agree, man. Um, well, hey, we've gone long enough, man. Let's wrap this up. And before we wrap it up, um, make sure you head on over to our website, uh, www.dtipodcast.com. Uh, check out everything we got going on there. Um, all of our new stuff with our new sponsor, um, Additional Flavors, which, by the way, that's www.additionalflavors.com. Uh, Go over there and check them out as well. Um, check out our website and all the stuff we got going on. Don't forget to um, – we're going to make like a some kind of a thing for on Facebook for you know for everybody for the live show, especially that way we can update times and everybody can see it. Um, but make sure you're checking all that stuff out and, uh, you know, make sure you come out and see us and, uh, check out the website and check out the sponsor, man. Yeah, absolutely. Sounds good. And don't forget, you can stream all of our episodes on all major streaming services. And we do have our Facebook page and our Twitter as well. So if you want to reach out to our social media pages until uh, next time, and hopefully we'll be having a conversation with a Buckeye victory over Notre Dame, but until then guys go bucks. Oh, H.